hope that lifted your spirits this morning. If you take your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 5 today, we're going to have a look at some verses in here. Uh, and appreciate the opportunity to speak from God's Word this morning, and I don't take that lightly. I appreciate Pastor giving me opportunity. Uh, I hope you'll be praying for him, uh, I guess, in the back of your head while you try and listen to what I'm saying this morning, because he's preaching at New Beginnings. So uh, just keep him in your thoughts and in your prayers, and appreciate him and his family. Um, I'm going to share with you something this morning that I have shared with our young people uh, previously, uh, but I do think it's, it's relevant to everyone, because uh, we're all young at heart, aren't we? Yes, we are. Uh, speaking of young at heart, uh, John said that our young adults had their, uh, their retreat down the coast this week, and I heard that they had a really good time down there, uh, good sessions and good fellowship. Um, and our, young, our youth had our, we called it Omni Night, uh, Friday night. So that started at 7 p.m., finished at 9 a.m. yesterday, and we didn't sleep uh, through that whole time, and we did activities, went off-site, and did all sorts of things. And uh, it, so if I fall asleep while I'm preaching, don't be surprised. If I, if I yawn, don't be surprised because I was actually yawning as we were singing songs. Um, but I learned something from our Omni Night that the best part of Omni Night was when I went around shooting people with a Nerf gun because they were falling asleep. They weren't supposed to, and I said, that's the punishment. You will get shot with a Nerf gun if you start falling asleep. Um, and I think we should introduce that into our Sunday services. So just, just have one sitting down here and just pull it out when, it, when it's needed. Um, but no, it was a good time. Uh, we had a great time. But in all honesty, you probably will see some people falling asleep during church this morning. And I would understand that. Um, but let's pray and we'll have a look at some things here this morning. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we do thank you uh, once again uh, that we can gather together as your people. Uh, you've called us together, Lord God. You've, you've built this body and, uh, Father, it's a privilege to be a part of it. It's a privilege, Lord, to uh, open your word this morning, to hear your word. And, uh, Father, we just ask that you'd guide us as we listen. Uh, I pray that your Holy Spirit would speak to us and that you would lead us in what is needed. Uh, we do pray for our pastor as he's preaching. Would you please continue to guide him and give him your Holy Spirit's unction from above, Lord God. I pray that you give power to him as he speaks uh, to the folk at New Beginnings. Uh, Lord, and we just pray that you would be pleased with everything that takes place today. Uh, Father, we thank you for who you are. Thank you for who you've made us to be. And we ask and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll tell you a story about um, quite a few years ago, even before we had kids, Nicole and I had kids, that we went to a friend's house. Uh, we worked with them at a restaurant and we were staying over their house for the weekend. Uh, we just had a bit of fellowship with them. And so we went out. I can't remember exactly where they lived, but they had some acreage and they like looked after chickens and all that kind of stuff. So I went out there and we, we spent the weekend with them, uh, stayed over the night. And then in the morning, we get up and, you know, there was like a bathroom that we could use. So I walk into the bathroom and, you know, you go there to brush your teeth and just check your face and your hair and all that kind of stuff because I like to have this thing sticking up in my head when I get up from, from sleeping. And I noticed in the bathroom that there was no mirror there. Like, not even a small one, not even a little compact mirror, nothing on the wall. And I thought, this is weird. Maybe they've done some renovations or maybe their mirror's broken and they have to replace it and they haven't replaced it yet. So I'm like, okay. So I walk out into the hallway and I'm trying to find someone. So I found our friend. I'm like, hey, there's no mirror in that bathroom. And they're like, yeah, we don't have mirrors. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what, in that bathroom? Or No, we don't have mirrors in, the, in this whole house. I'm like, that's weird. 
that's really weird. Like, how do you check yourself? How, you, you get up in the morning, you want to make sure your hair is not sticking up. You want to make sure you don't have too many pimples on your face. You have to make sure that all these things are, are taken care of, right? And they're like, no, we just, we just don't. And thinking about it, I, I should have realised because the dad was like, you know, bushman, like full on, beard down to his knees kind of thing. And, but that was, just, that was just completely contrary to, to my way of thinking. I'm like, I want to be able to see myself and make sure everything is all good. Um, but they obviously thought differently. But it just made me think after that, like how much we actually rely on something like a mirror how much we, we go to that mirror and we want to see what is supposed to be there. Uh, we, know, we know generally what is supposed to be there, but we actually want to see detail. And I want to talk this morning about being a good mirror, a mirror of reflection of Jesus Christ. Because if you notice that passage that Alvin read, Jesus was saying, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And he, he was the Father. He was the Father personified. He was, he was God in the flesh, right? So when people saw Jesus, they saw God. They saw the Father. And I want to talk about being a reflection of Jesus Christ. That when people see us as a Christian, they should see Jesus Christ in us. Now, we are not God in the flesh, but we are supposed to be shining his light. We are supposed to be reflecting Jesus Christ in our life, in all that we do. And I want you to think about this as we go through the different things. I want to talk about the, the marks of a good mirror. So four things that we should be thinking about, concerned about, maybe even praying about or working towards in being a good mirror reflecting Jesus Christ. Uh, in the passage that Alvin read, uh, Jesus was explaining that, you know, if they've seen him, they've seen the Father. But I just want to show you a few other verses here. 1 John 1, 5, you don't have to turn there. It says, This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So it's clear that God is light. It says in, in, in John 1 that the light shineth and, you know, the darkness comprehended it not. John 8, 12 says, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. So God is light. Jesus said, I am the light. But you're in Matthew 5. If you have a look in verse 14, this is Jesus' words. He says, Ye are the light of the world. So we know God's light. We know that Jesus is light. But Jesus is actually telling us, you as a Christian, you are the light now. When people see you, they're supposed to think about God. They're supposed to see God or they're supposed to see Jesus accurately. We're supposed to be that reflection just like a mirror is a reflection of ourselves. So that's a, that's a pretty heavy statement to say, okay, now I am reflecting Jesus Christ to other people. Yes, it's heavy, but it's also a good thing because God uses people to reach people. So then it's on us as Christians to go, okay, how, how good am I at, at shedding that light, at sharing that light? Is, is the light that I reflect the correct light? Is it showing accurately? I think about this. As a Christian, God considers you and I valuable enough to represent him to the lost. Now, Jesus could, if he really wanted to, come down today and you know, present himself physically to many people and say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm your saviour, I'm the one who died for you, all that sort of stuff. He could if he really wanted to, but he's not going to because the Bible says he's not. But he's put that on Christians to be the representation of him 
in this day and age, today, this week, and last week. As long as you're alive and you're a Christian, you are the representation of Jesus Christ. So that's a good thing. Matthew 5, 16, look down there, two verses down from where we just read it. It says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. He's shown the light. He's shared the light. So if you're a Christian, you have that light and he instructs us to to shine it so others can see who Jesus is. And all that said, as a Christian, we're expected to be a mirror reflecting Jesus Christ. Now, you might say, and I've thought this before, well, that was easy for Jesus to reflect God the Father because he is God and it was just who he was. Like, he didn't have to, like, try and do it. Well, yeah, okay, I can understand that thinking. He's perfect, he's God, all that sort of stuff. But he still had to, he was still 100% man as well. Yes, he was God, but he still had to be a man in this world and he still had to go through everything he went through while still representing the Father to people. And nobody's asking us to be perfect, but we have to remember that when we, from the moment we got saved, we became a new creature and we're supposed to be more Christ-like and less you-like. So not stopping who you are, not, not cutting out the, the part of you that is you, but making it more about Jesus Christ. So when people see you, they see, okay, there's that person who has that individual personality and they, they say those bad jokes or, you know, they look that way or whatever. But at the end of the day, they're supposed to see, uh, there's Jesus Christ reflecting out of that person. So how are you doing with that, with being a mirror that reflects Jesus Christ? So four marks of a good mirror, and we'll go through these fairly quickly. So the first one is this. A good mirror is set at the right angle. A good mirror is set at the right angle. A good mirror set at the right angle reflects the right things, the right subject. It shows what needs to be seen. It shows what's important. It shows what you want it to show. Imagine if you walk into your bathroom and you have a mirror on the wall, it's the right size and all that kind of stuff, and you walk in there and all of a sudden it's showing the side door or something like that. It's showing the, the shower curtain. It's not on the right angle. It's kind of hanging off the wall a little bit. And you walk in there expecting to see your reflection, but it's showing something different. You'd want to get that sorted out pretty quick. Every day you walk in there and it's showing, you know, showing the exhaust fan instead of showing your beautiful-looking face. Like That's what you expected. So a good mirror is actually set at the right angle, and you're not going to have a mirror that's wobbling all over the place. You want that mirror to be secure on the wall. So it has to be set. So... Is that how you are as, a, as Christ's mirror? Do you reflect all different things at all different times? Are you showing people, hey, this is who I am, I'm, I'm the Netflix series that I'm watching right now? Because what, what's coming out of my, my, my words, my actions, uh, the things that I do, when people look at you, are they seeing everything else that you're filling your week or your day up with, or are they seeing what are they supposed to be seeing? They're supposed to be seeing Jesus Christ. Now, does that mean that you can't watch a Netflix series and be a Christian at the same time? No, but it's not supposed to be all about that. You know, maybe you've got plans that you're looking forward to or, or relationships that you're involved in. We all do, uh, but is that the thing that's filling up your time and your energy? And is that the thing that you're projecting onto other people and showing that that's what you as a person is all about? Or are you set on showing Jesus Christ? 
Are you a, a reflecting mirror that's all over the place and showing all sorts of different things? Or is it out of balance, really? That's the question. Because, yeah, your mirror is going to show your reflection, but it will also show things behind you and around you. There might be some things on the wall behind you, all that sort of stuff, and there's people in your life, you know, you stand in the mirror, and if you're in a family, you're going to have people coming in the bathroom while you're there. They're going to be reflected in the, in the mirror as well, but is it set to show what it needs to show? Are we as a Christian set on showing Jesus Christ regardless of the day? So it's not this day it's showing this and this day it's showing this, but that we're constantly showing Jesus Christ. And I'm, for one, not never going to be saying, hey, we need to be showing Jesus Christ 100% of the time, every single second of the day, and you can't be anything else because that's impossible. Not saying that, but is our heart and are we trying as much as we can to reflect Jesus Christ? Or are we just showing everything else we've spent time in this week? Matthew 12, 34 says this, and we've heard this recently with Pastor's series, uh, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. People know what we're into and what we enjoy because it's in our heart and it just comes out. So if, you, if you're enjoying a particular thing, a, a topic, like I said, a series of, of movies or something like that, if you're into that, it's going to come out because it's in your heart and it's going to come out in the things that you talk about. And that's okay, but are we, are we ingesting the word? Are we ingesting things of Christianity? Are we ingesting things of Jesus Christ? So that also comes out. So that also is the reflection that we're showing. There might be flashes of Jesus Christ as you flip from one thing to another, but are you set on him in everything you do? So obviously that means practically coming down to your day before you, are you putting yourself before him in the morning? or at night before you go to bed, or sometime during the day, are you saying, I want this day, my day, that God's given me, to be about Jesus Christ. I want to take those opportunities he gives me, or I'm just going to like see what happens. And the see what happens attitude is a little bit like that mirror just kind of like dangling around on the wall. You might get a little flash of Jesus, but then you might get a whole bunch of other stuff as well. Mark 12.30 says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And if he's in your heart first, if he is your focus, then that will come out. People will see that. People will sit up and, and recognise that. And isn't that what we want, church? That we want people to see Jesus Christ in us, in what we do, in how we speak and where we go, and how we spend our time, how we treat other people, we want them to see Jesus Christ in that. So we have to, we have to put that in there first. We have to put him in his, in his rightful place first. And unfortunately, it doesn't come naturally, does it? Usually it's like self first and then whatever I have time for after that. So that means we have to consider him. We have to consider everything he's done to then go, you know what, he actually really needs to be number one in my life. Uh, last verse, we'll move to the, the next one. Proverbs 3, 6, very well known. You know this one. It says, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. In all thy ways. So make sure you're reflecting him in all your ways, in all your speech. That when you might slip up and you might, do, you, know, you might not reflect him correctly, you recognise that and you go, Oh, I'm sorry, Lord. 
help me to do that better next time so that when people see me and I have that conversation next time, I'm reflecting Jesus Christ. I'm reflecting how, how Jesus would actually handle things. If you know what he's done and if you read his word, then you get his character and you can replicate that more. But it becomes real for you. It's not just a show. It's not just an imitation. Ask, what does God think about this before you do it? And then you'll know how to reflect him correctly. So a good mirror needs to be set at the right angle. But the second one is this. A good mirror is the right size. If you turn to James 1 with me, we'll have a look at some verses here. A good mirror is the right size. A small mirror might be used for small things, like if you've ever seen a lady's handbag, maybe they've got one of those little compact things and it's got some makeup and a little, whatever it's called, sponge. I call it a sponge. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> but it's got just a little mirror that's probably about that big. And that's good if you're just focusing on a tiny little section of your face or, or something or if you want to spy on people behind you, that's really great. Um, but it shows, it shows things accurately, which is what we want, but it's only small, so it's only going to show a small portion. And that's good, but a good mirror that reflects Jesus Christ isn't just a tiny little one like this. It doesn't just show a portion of Jesus. It doesn't just show like one thing about Jesus. It shows a whole lot more than that. And that's the mindset that we need as Christians is we want to be reflecting him in more ways than just one. In more ways than just what did you do on Sunday? I went to church. That reflects Jesus Christ. Okay, that's one thing. But what about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and, and any other thing? We're not just picking one little small section of our life. Imagine using a small makeup mirror as the mirror in your bathroom. <laughs> like we just moved house recently and a two-story house, we were in a, in a low set before uh, and there's a, a bathroom downstairs because there's a spare room and that's a laundry as well. And, you know, your living is upstairs, everything else is downstairs, the garage is downstairs, so like you're ready to go in the morning and you want to get out to the car but you want to check your face first there's no mirror in that bathroom. And I'm like, man, we really need to put a mirror in that bathroom. And Nicole was like, oh, you don't really need to. And Reese was like, yes, we need to. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm pretty slow to do some things. So I haven't put a proper mirror in there yet. And the only mirror that I had hanging around was a mirror this big. And so I, there was a little hook on the wall, so I just stuck it there. So it's like this big and, you know, you might go into the, into the laundry and then you check and you're like trying to find the, the right, <laughs> you know, like see, see how you look kind of thing. Like, in all honesty, that's what it's like. But imagine if, if that's your mirror. That's pretty inconvenient, right? But sometimes that's how we are as Christians when we're reflecting Jesus Christ. We're showing this great. Like our relationship, that relationship is great. It reflects how Jesus expects us to love that person. But then there's a whole bunch of other things that we're not showing of Jesus Christ. So a good mirror is the right size. So if as Christians we're going to reflect him correctly, then we need to keep expanding our understanding of Jesus Christ. It needs to keep growing. And hey, if, if you're a, a, a young Christian or a new Christian and all you know is a certain amount about Jesus Christ to reflect, great. That's good. But Jesus doesn't want us to stay that way. You know, healthy things grow, right? So if you only know this much, 
that's okay, but our heart should be to continue to grow and develop that and learn more. And hey, isn't that what the Bible is really for? It's for us to learn more about Jesus so we can reflect more of Jesus. So a good mirror is the right size. Romans 8, 29, don't have to turn there. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. God didn't just save us to keep us the same. He said, I have a plan that you will become more like Jesus Christ. I'm going to put things in your life that make that reflection of me continue to expand. So you learn how to interact. So you learn how to love the unsaved. So you learn how to love the people that rub you the wrong way, whatever it is, that it continues to expand in your understanding. So you don't just know the plan of salvation because you got saved, but you can teach that to somebody else. So you don't just know how to get saved, but then at some point you're going to actually know even more than that to have a discussion with someone about Christianity in general, whatever it is. It's continuing to learn. And isn't that what we do with school? Yeah, we don't expect people to stay in grade one capacity of knowledge. We want them to continue to grow through, right? Well, Christianity is exactly the same. We're supposed to be expanding our knowledge of Jesus Christ so we can share it with more and more people, so we can relate to more and more people, okay? So a good mirror, a good reflection is the right size. How many things do you think Jesus taught? I wonder how many things we think Jesus actually taught. How many concepts, principles, uh, things that he taught. You know, we have what is written in the Word of God, right? But I'm sure there's a whole lot more that's not written there as well. So he taught a lot of things. But you know, you can learn each of those things. You can understand each of those things. He put it there for us to learn from. So really what I'm talking about is having a teachable spirit. As Christians, we need to make sure that we have a teachable spirit. We, we shouldn't be Christians that are know-it-alls. And, and what I mean by that is someone who just can't be taught, someone who can't be told, who's like, yeah, 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 I got it, I got it. But as a Christian, we should be willing to be taught. We should be willing to accept, hey, if someone says that you've, you've offended them or you've done something wrong or something out of line, okay, I need to assess that, maybe apologise for that and learn from that and grow through that. That's the kind of Christians that we're supposed to be because the reflection of Jesus Christ increases as we learn those things and then we can show those things, right? So the more you're willing to be taught, the more you learn about Christ, the more that you can then share with other people and then the better you reflect Christ's character and then the better and bigger mirror you become. So are you teachable? James 1.25, if you can flick over there, I'll show you something here that has helped me, James 1.25, when it comes to looking into God's word and not just reading it just for the sake of doing a Bible reading or anything like that, but actually getting something out of it so that you can be teachable and use it. James 1 verse 25. It says this, But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. I looked up some of these words, and you know, it says here, but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, it's saying if you look into the Bible, but that word looketh, it actually means this. It means to look into with your body bent, like that. 
It's not this. It's not just going, oh, yeah, I can see what Jesus says about that. It's actually bending down and looking into and inspecting. Why? Because you want to know the detail about it. Because you want to know how it's going to affect you. You want to know what you can learn from it. So when we approach God's word, it's saying we need to really be getting into it and learning from it, being teachable by it, so that we can actually reflect it more and more. So looking into with the body bent, talking about the perfect law of liberty, the Bible, but then it says, and continueth therein. So that means not just standing here for the whole day going, okay, I'm getting some knowledge, but it's actually talking about learning it so you can then use it, so you can actually action it. That's what it's talking about. And if you do that, it says that the person who, who is the doer of this work, they shall be blessed. They should be fortunate. Things are going to work out. You're going to learn some things and you're going to help some people. And isn't that pretty much the best thing about being a Christian, that you can help someone else understand Jesus Christ, understand the message of Jesus Christ? understand how to be a better Christian. I know for me that's, that's one of the best things, like that you can take what you've been shown and help somebody else to understand it to get closer and closer to Jesus Christ. That's, for me, at least for me, that's the best part of being a Christian. So we're supposed to look into his word, but looking to learn and to grow, to be teachable, to expand, to then be a better reflection of who he is. Learn, grow, and ask. Who else are you learning from? doesn't matter how old we are. doesn't matter how long we've been a Christian. We can continue to learn from other people. You can learn from someone younger than you, same age as you, and older than you. It doesn't matter. But you have to be willing to be taught. And I think that's, that's probably the blockage sometimes is we think that we're okay, but God says, you know, you can actually learn some things, so make sure you've got a teachable spirit. 1 Peter 3, 15, before we go to the next one, it says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. How can we be ready to give an answer about the hope that lies within us if we don't really understand it all, if we're not looking into it and learning it and, and growing by it? We need to be ready to go, Yep, I know why I believe what I believe. I know why I do these things, so we can give people an answer, we can reflect correctly. So continuing to learn and grow. Okay, so a good, a good mirror needs to be at the right angle, a good mirror needs to be the right size. And the third one is this, a good mirror is, I'm sure you'd agree, clean. A good mirror is a clean mirror. If you want to have a look at Ephesians 4 with me, we'll have a look at some verses here in a moment. Ephesians 4. A good mirror is a clean mirror. I know I don't clean my mirror as much as I should. Even your car mirror, have you thought about that? How often do you clean your rear vision mirror, your side mirrors? Maybe it's just me. <laughs> but a good mirror is a clean mirror. What good is a big mirror that's pointing at you? It's the right size, but it's got gunk all over it. It's got stuff all over it. It's got smear marks all over it. What good, of it, what good is it if it's, it's set on the wall and you walk in and it can be the whole size of the wall and it's a full-size mirror, but your image is obscured by all different stuff that's not supposed to be there? And really, think about this in, in the Christian term, in the, in the spiritual sense. We're supposed to reflect Jesus Christ as he is, 
not misrepresent him by our own version of Jesus Christ. Because don't we hate it when people misrepresent us? Don't we hate it when people misquote us? I do. I hate it when someone says, you said this, this and this. Actually, no, I didn't. I said this and they're very different. We, we, do, we do really not like it when we get misrepresented. And hey, didn't Jesus get misrepresented? So he actually will expect us to reflect him correctly. And you want people to, to reflect your words and things correctly. So as a Christian, we're supposed to be concerned with what are we reflecting, not just how much we know and all that sort of stuff, but are we actually reflecting things correctly? Are we, are we giving Jesus a bad name by, by something that we're saying? Are we showing that Jesus is this way by things that we do or by how we treat people? There's a hundred million different scenarios we could go through that the things that are putting smudge marks all over that mirror or that reflection, but we need to be concerned with, hey, what am I showing people about Jesus Christ? Is my testimony one that is not going to mar the face of Jesus for people? What is my testimony like? That's a difficult question to to answer sometimes because if you're honest, it means there's probably things that you have to deal with. I don't like asking that question, but we kind of have to as a Christian because it's not we're not showing our reflection of us to other people, we're supposed to show Jesus' reflection to other people. So it's not what do I look like, it's what do I make Jesus look like. You know, we all understand, you know, when there's there's kids that are, are, are mucking up, and you know, I'm talking like little young kids, there's kids that are mucking up or, you know, behaving pretty badly, we think, where did they learn that from? Where did they get that from? And, you know, the answer could be a whole number of people, but sometimes it's the parents. And we think, hey, they're not reflecting their parents very well. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. But I, I've said this to even our school kids a lot. Like, the way you act reflects something about the school. The way you act reflects something about your family. So as Christians, the way we act, it reflects something about Jesus Christ. But we're supposed to be concerned with what that is. Are we reflecting the right things? Are we showing his correct character? Oftentimes, when things aren't kept clean, like a mirror, it's because they've been mistreated or just not thought about. We've had a lack of respect for it. And maybe that's us sometimes with Christianity. We just kind of get a little bit lazy or complacent in how we are as a Christian. But we should have a desire to remove things that are misrepresenting Jesus Christ. And if you have a look here in Ephesians 4, verse 29, read a few verses here. Ephesians 4, verse 29, it says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. He's talking about what we say is going to reflect some things. We can say some good things and we can say some bad things. And obviously, pastor's spoken a lot about this over the last few weeks. But it says, it keeps going, and it says this, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamour and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. And really much of the Christian life is just remembering what God 
has actually done for you and provided you with because that those verses there end in remembering that God's forgiven you that Jesus Christ has forgiven you because you were doing all these things you were this person you were the ones speaking evil and, and corrupt stuff was coming out of your mouth but at the end of it all you know you really just need to remember what has God done for me he's forgiven me for those things I need to do the same thing for other people and we're supposed to be a reflection of Christ that's clean well that means you've got to forgive some people that means you've got to make sure that what's coming out of your mouth is clean stuff is good stuff is edifying stuff things that build up things that show Jesus Christ that's what we need to be concerned with we need to realize that we owe him so much that when we want to want it to get it right and give something back we realize that he's asking us to show the same things to others showing Christ likeness so a good mirror is a clean mirror and I don't know what it is for you maybe it's some small things maybe it's just one tiny little thing that's obscuring Jesus Christ's image but whatever it is whether it's small or big he still wants us to pay attention to it and ask the question what do you want me to do about this thing is there something I need to to forgive somebody for is there something I need to say sorry for is there something I need to get right is there something I need to stop doing or maybe I misunderstand some of the Bible and, you know, God's making that clear and you need to get some direction on that. Ask somebody. So it really does matter what we think, what we believe and how we show that to other people. So a good mirror is a clean mirror, not misrepresenting what's supposed to be shown. And the last one is this, real quick. A good mirror is ready. Huh? A good mirror is a ready mirror. And what do I mean by that? Well, a good mirror shows the right reflection at the right time. Imagine you walk into your bathroom and you stand in front of your mirror and your reflection shows up a minute later. That's pretty inconvenient. It's very weird, but that's very inconvenient, isn't it? Or worse, you walk in front of the mirror and your reflection never shows up. Well, you may as well just have a painted wall then, wouldn't you? But a good mirror is a ready mirror. So as a Christian, we're supposed to be sensitive to when the Holy Spirit says, be Christ-like now. Do this thing now. Say this thing now. Say sorry now. Whatever it is, whatever he's telling us to do, we're supposed to be instant. I think the, the Bible uses that word. So not just, oh, when I get to it, when I feel like it, I'll think about it. No, if the Holy Spirit's teaching us or telling us as a Christian, you're supposed to do this now, then we should do it now. Because there's times when it's critical that people need to see Christ-likeness. There's conversations that are critical at a certain time. Like if there's anything I've learnt uh, with working with the youth group is if a young person asks you a question about Jesus Christ or the Bible or something really deep, then try and answer that as soon as you can because the next day they're thinking about Xbox. Like, do you know what I mean? And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, that's just how we all are. But I'm just saying, like, we need to jump on the opportunities that we get. So we need to be ready as a Christian to reflect Jesus Christ. Uh, maybe the Holy Spirit is just kind of poking you a little bit, whether it's through the preaching or your own Bible reading or whatever, but maybe he's just poking you a little bit about you need to get that right with that person. And our response can easily be, 
yeah, I'll just I'll just wait a few more days and see how it goes, and then I might talk to them. Then I might deal with that. Well, Jesus is actually expecting it now. Now he's not expecting perfection, but we're supposed to be ready, like that other verse said, ready to give an answer. So we're supposed to be ready to be a reflection of Jesus Christ at a moment's notice. And you know, there's conversations that you might have with people if you're trying to witness to someone or your plan is to witness to someone and God brings someone across your path and then it gets scary, but God's saying, hey, say this to them. Hey, give that to them. Then we should jump on those moments. And yeah, it can be uncomfortable and all that sort of stuff, but God's telling us at that time for a specific reason. His timing is perfect. So he expects our timing to be on par with what he wants to have happen. So if he's telling us some things, we need to be ready to do it. So it's about your sensitivity to the Holy Spirit as a Christian, showing Christ-likeness. When the Holy Spirit speaks, Christ is wanting you to reflect his character at that point. And 2 Timothy 4.2 says, Preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season. So instant, as soon as it happens, it's always the best way to do it. Because I know me, I can like really procrastinate. I can put things off for a very long time. And, you know, that's not a good thing. <laughs> but as a Christian, we're supposed to be instant, in season, out of season. Whether it's popular, easy, comfortable, doesn't matter. That's, that's not the prerequisite. The prerequisite is, has God said that? Then we need to make sure that we're doing it. We need to make sure that our mirror is an accurate reflection of Jesus Christ, of Christ-likeness. Last verse, and then we're done this morning. Colossians 2, verse 6 says this, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. And that's really what I'm saying this morning, is if we have received Jesus Christ, we need to be about Jesus Christ. We need to make our lives count for Jesus Christ. We need to think about the people that we interact with, the ones we haven't met yet, uh, the examples that we're showing people around us, younger than us, and we need to walk in Jesus Christ, walk in Christianity, try as much as we can to reflect Jesus Christ. And you know what? That's going to take sometimes asking God, can you just show me because I can't see what the smudge mark is? Can you show me what I need to learn because I think I only know about this much and I can probably be more effective if I know more than that. So it actually is just about staying close to Jesus Christ and, and getting on your knees and saying, Lord, show me what areas. Because I'm sure we all have some of these areas that we can work on and that we can reflect him more. So four marks of a good mirror of reflecting Jesus Christ. I'm going to pray and then John's going to come up and lead us in a song and then we'll have some notices after that. All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we do thank you once again that... You have helped us today. You've shown us from your word. Uh, thank you, Lord, that you have the answer to the things that uh, puzzle us, Lord God. I thank you that you have the answer to the things that uh, we can let get in the way between Jesus Christ and other people. I thank you, Lord, for these things. I thank you for the truth of your word. Help us, Lord, as a church uh, to consider these things, to be prayerful about them, Lord God. Help us, Father, to represent you to those that we know. I pray you give us opportunity to, to speak to people about you, Lord God. Help us to learn and be sensitive to your Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you that we could gather together uh, as a church, as a body, 
I pray that you would help us to consider one another, to love one another, Lord God, and uh, to continue in this day reflecting you. Father, we thank you, we love you, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.